Welcome to the Hockey Town West podcast. Here to talk all things Griffins, Firebirds, and Walleye are your hosts, Nick Harrington and Brandon Cook. Well, happy Sunday, sir. How are you? Oh, I have been back for about an hour from Traverse City. Dedication, right here. It, it was, it was fantastic. The, like, I had a, a terrible week, an absolutely terrible week, and. Going up Saturday, going to the game today, it was fantastic. That's good, man. I'm it glad was, you had a good time. It was perfect. It was perfect. It was good. This is really good. Overall, good Sunday. Yeah. Next year, completely different. I'm doing it different. Like, it was good to see everybody on Twitter go to camp last year. And then I had that FOMO, and I'm like, next year I'm going. And then this year I went, and I'm like, okay, now I learned. Now I know how to do it better for next year. So... I'm excited. I'm excited. That that's good, man. That's good. What are we talking about today? Oh, probably training camp. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I should. Um, Lions won today. Lions won today and in a <laughs> dominant defensive fashion today. Defense played out of their mind. I saw that. I saw that. Aiden had a game, which <laughs> as he should. He it was due. Do he see his sister sung the national anthem before the game? No man, there's no service in Travel at, at Center Ice Arena. There's we, we, nothing. We don't talk about. I, we don't talk about who your cell provider is. I text you like eight, twelve pick. Did they come through at all or no? I uh, no. Did no picture come through? Uh, the only pictures I had were the ones outside the arena that you took, <laughs> and the picture of Elmer you sent in the group. Uh, That's the only pictures I have. I have a ton. So when I said that you could send me pictures and I'd post them on Twitter for yeah, there's no content during yeah. the game. The, the, you couldn't get anything out. There's nope. nothing. Uh, every once in a while, I could stand up and I'd have service. So I came home, saw the updates on football, and uh, yeah, I mean, I watched the Red Wings win today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd hope, I'd hope the Red Wings won. There was a one loser, but that was it. So, no. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Sure. Um, well, welcome to the Hockey Town West podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon, and I'm Nick. And and, uh, and bear with me because I am running on. 13 hours of awakeness and four hours of drive time. Yeah, crack that crack <laughs> that beer, buddy. That, that non-alcoholic beer. Non-alcoholic beer. Yes. thousand days on Thursday. My man, thousand days. I'm proud of you. So wasn't, proud even of you. A, wasn't even a goal, but here we are. Hey, you know what? You don't need to make goals to have goals sometimes. Nope. Sometimes they just happen. Exactly. Consistency. So, how do you want to start us? Well, we had training camp. We did have training camp as a whole. So we want to talk about that first and then dive into your experience at the red and white game? Yeah, go ahead. Perfect. So training camp started Thursday, and there's been... There were a couple of additions. What do you mean? They added some people. Anisimov and Hutchinson. Or Hutchinson. Yeah. Hutchinson actually surprised. Looked, uh, looked not bad. He didn't look bad at all. No, I mean, he never does outside of NHL game situations. In the AHL, he's a... Got a good, he's got good numbers. I don't know anything about him. I mean, he's another journeyman goalie. He, he's kind of the same path as Helberg, but not as many teams in one season. Not as cool as pads either. No, nowhere near as cool as pads. What was those gray and yellow pads he's rocking up there? His helmet had a Columbus Blue Jacket logo on it. So that was the last team he was with. That's the only thing I knew about him. <laughs> yeah. So Thursday was the first day. There wasn't much of a takeaway from that day. I mean... And they don't they don't post any of this practice online. There's just little highlights here, like Walman did the gritty on Thursday. Yeah, which I'm all here for. And they posted rosters. Yeah, they changed every day. Obviously, you know, Lalone mentioned playing around with different lines and stuff like that. So takeaways from the first day of training camp, right? It's like it's first day. Prospects had their tournament. They were already playing. They've had some ice time. The coaching staff has kind of seen them a little bit, but now this is the whole team together. So takeaways that we had from you know talk or from listening to Lone's press conference after day one, you know, he's not locked in to Larkin and Debrinket and Raymond together. Yeah, he's not locked in anything like that, and that's been the clear, concise answer he's given since the whole training camps ended. He's still not locked in anything there. Yeah, we Debrinket's didn't... looked good with a lot of different lines. Larkin's looked good in the first line because obviously that's where he belongs. And then Raymond's looked good on multiple lines too, so nothing, nothing surprising there from his takeaways. Looking for Berger in this year to take bigger steps, which he took one step in the offseason. He's bigger. 
He is bigger. He put on some size, which is good. Uh, that's exactly what he needed to do. A couple of the guys did that. It's really noticeable when you're watching him on the ice, too. Uh, day one of training camp, Cider and Raymond were the standouts for, for Lalonde. And I think for most of training camp, they were the standouts for everybody, from what I gathered, except for today's game. Yeah. They were still pretty standout-ish in today's game, too. Though. I thought they, so. they played well. I thought they um, Obviously, well. Raymond put on... Some some good weight in the offseason, too. My, my reaction to you today was he looks huge. Um, he's not going to be as easy to muscle off the puck this year, clearly. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really see him get muscled off at all today. No. Um, and then the only other thing was Sherratt was not at training camp at all due to some personal off-ice reasons. Uh, they're hoping to have him back for preseason. But he's got some stuff going on off the ice, and hopefully everything's okay there. Yeah. Hopefully it's nothing too serious, but that was that was the only takeaways really from day one. Just kind of getting their legs under them and figuring it out. Day two, kind of the same thing. They jumbled up the lines again. Uh, Lalone liked what he saw from Mo. He liked what he was seeing from Brinkett. Uh, they liked what they were seeing from Sprong as well, which I had shared because I think it's cool. Some people don't think it's cool. I shared Sprong's purple visor he's rocking, yeah. and I was like, oh, that's cool and different. It's not by choice. What did, I didn't read the article. I saw it. So yeah, someone back, had responded to us. Thank. I don't remember who did this, but appreciate them. Um, it's to help with light sense or your, how like sensitive your eyes are to light. There's a couple players in the NHL that wear them, and uh, Sprong is one of them. So that was cool. I mean, either way, style choice or not, I think it looks cool. I wish more players rocked some colored visors, but it's a it's a cool thing to see. KMH. KMH? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, KMH, for sharing that because that was actually pretty cool. Um, only other takeaway from day two <laughs> was uh, Mata and Debrinket and the amount of pillows they sleep with. I, you guys shared this to me, and I didn't watch it right away, but then I watched it last night, and it was the funniest thing with Huso. <laughs> he just kept adding pillows throughout the no, whole. Oh, that was, uh, that was Lion. Oh, it was lying. Okay, it was my lying. bad. I got the goalies mixed up. But yeah, lying. he just continually added <laughs> pillows throughout. Yeah. I thought so that was for those of you that thing. don't know, the Red Wings social team, each day they posted a new video asking players questions. And one of them was, how many pillows do they sleep with at night? And Lion just kept being like, you know, two for the head, one for the arms, one for the legs, one for the feet. By the end of it, I think he was at like 17 or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Uh, really ran with a joke. And he's got a funny personality, you can tell. I'm excited for him to be here. Me too. Uh, Mata and Debrinket, though, were both like one, uh, you know, sometimes zero. And they flipped a sprung, who he says, you know, one, sometimes two. And they're like, well, at least it's not zero. And there was instantly genuine concern in the man's <laughs> face where he's like, who said zero? Yeah. And, you know, oh, no, that's that's illegal, he said. <laughs> um, How long do we have him locked up for? Sprung. I think just a year right now, but I hope uh, it's... I, I like him. We'll, we'll get yeah. into that. Um, I, like you said, we're a Griffins podcast, but this is a, there's a lot of Red Wings content from this weekend. There will be for the next two weeks. It'll be a good right. mix for everybody here yeah. because the players will all be playing with each other for the next few weeks. Like, what, training, or not training camp, preseason's two weeks long? Yeah. Eight games total. Uh, training camp day three. So these were the things that I took away. I don't know if you watched any of newsy stuff that day because you were working late and trying to bust yeah. it up to Traverse City there. So Mo had taken positive steps uh, forward in leading a power play. Newsy focused on Mo's decision making uh, when he when he has the puck and a stick on the power play. And based off what we watched today, I could clearly see that yes, he's made some nice steps forward there. Very confident that he could quarterback uh, the first line power play. Hundred percent. Huso uh, getting number one workload for sure. Not set on who the backup is going to be. They're going to fully let preseason make that decision for him. He did point out today that Reimer had a really good camp. This was really confusing to me today. <laughs> like, the, sure it I, was, dude. I didn't imagine know. watching it from afar. I had no idea what was going on, and then like even the messages from you guys didn't make sense to me. So I was like. I'm still really confused if you were about even this. Getting them. I'm hoping to watch this. I was hoping to watch it tonight, but we're going to record. Yeah, no, and I'll, I'll watch it tomorrow, but just to pick up the commentary and see what did I miss while I was there. One thing I liked that he said before going into the red and white game was that they were treating the prep for the red and white game like they would any other regular season game. There was no practice. There was a very, or a very small practice beforehand uh, before today's red and white game, but they had pulled video from all of training camp, and they were studying the video like they would study game tape. And Newsy was, you know, 
talking about the importance of a good video coach and all those things and just the kind of way he's approaching everything I really am excited for like the focus today on having a whole period dedicated to special teams yeah and then obviously looking at the video side of things before this like our coach is focused on the right stuff he knows what the weak points were last year and they're focusing on it now so it'll be interesting to see what that develops to in preseason but those were really the only takeaways except for my favorite take from Newsy the whole day, he was asked about the volunteers up at Travers. And, you know, he said, you know, talking about how great they are, how they, you know, they make the camp run as smooth as it does, and how, you know, he always gets baked goods from them when he's up there. And as he said, personal personalized sodas delivered to his room at the hotel, which is the most eloquent way of saying Jack and Coke I've ever <laughs> heard in my life. Um, I'm like, I don't get what... <laughs> It went right over my head. I know. I didn't understand what was going on. It's okay. I got it, and I was like, that is how I will ever reference any alcoholic drink with someone's name in front of it. Jim, Jack, (laughs) you know, any of those. It's a personalized soda. Oh, my God. Yep. Okay. Yep, we're there. It's good. Yep, there you go. Anyways. Uh, That's fantastic. So then he comes in a day. Red and white game, um, which is always fun for the fans. You, my my friend, were there. I sir, I almost said. (laughs) My friend, you were there. Walk us through your experience before we talk about the standouts. Yeah, so definitely going to do this different next year. I'm going to take the Thursday, Friday, Saturday and go up there. One, Mm -hmm. I used to live in Traverse, so I love being up there. There's a lot to do. Yeah. And I'll have to, uh, you know, see. And I just love being, it's. It's like my happy. It's like my second. Such happy a beautiful place. spot, man. It is. Uh, so we got up there late. Uh, I saw they were doing the stuff at the north north bar. Yep. And we actually walked. I didn't. I'd never been there, so we walked past it, and I saw the balloons. So I was like, okay. I was like, Maria, we got to go up in here. So we went up in there. It was packed. It was crazy. Uh, there was a ton of people. There were a bunch of people wearing red and white wigs and drinking. Uh, I, there was no giveaways by the time we got there. It was like 11 o'clock. That's a whole other story. Yeah, they had a private bar for the players. I saw Dominic Shine, uh, and I was like, oh, he looks familiar. So I saw Shine, but I wasn't able to like talk to him or see him or anything like that. I saw Daniela Bruce. She walked into that private bar, and so that's how I knew it was over there. Gotcha, um, okay. They had said that Dan Cleary and uh, Danny DeKaiser were there the night prior, and they were doing giveaways. But I didn't see any of those guys there. Yeah. We went to dinner. On our way back, I was like, let's swing back through to see if there's any players back out there just to see, you know, catch a, a photo or anything. And on our way back, we saw Danny DeKaiser and Yuri Fisher. I believe it was Yuri Fisher uh, walking through. <laughs> they, they, like, saw us, and they're like, uh, and I'm like, hey, you guys have a good night. You know, I, we didn't stop them. Uh, so that was cool. And then this morning, we got there about an hour before doors open and it was packed it was packed there was a ton of people already there oh yeah um i wanted to make sure that i was on the fence for autographs they said that some of the players stopped in in the morning and signed before and then after the game they'll come through and sign so i was hoping to get your raymond jersey signed i was hoping to get my cider jersey signed and then i brought up a couple cards so i had two dylan larkin ones i had a two rasmussen ones and I had another one. I can't remember who it was. So I was hoping to get those signed. And you should preface this with: we're not resellers. We're just big fans. Yeah, I just, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't gonna sell them at all. I just, I wanted the I wanted it for myself, my own collection. So um, because there was a lot, there is a lot of people out there up there that do that, and so that's kind of ruins it for everybody. They do, and that's what was kind of like I saw what happened, and I get why they do what they do. So. Yep. Um, but we didn't see anybody before the game. Uh, we hung out with Jerry from, uh, I, we connected through Twitter previously. So we hung out with her we talked to her for a bit and she kind of let us know like what was going on. Super nice, super cool. Like you never know who you're going to meet when you meet them in face to face, like people off the internet, you know? So, uh, we really enjoyed, you know, being able to talk to her and connect. And then we went in to the arena and, uh, the ice, there's two rinks in this arena. I don't mm-hmm. know if most people, I don't know if people know this or not, but we were on the other side. The one side is super cold. We were on the other one. We were on the warmer side. Oh, so it wasn't, it as, wasn't as cold as what I thought it was. No, it wasn't as cold as what we were prepped for. So, um, at least you're prepared. We were prepared. They, I got there. We went to the team. They have a team store. Oh, um, they were selling training camp, um, 
pint glasses, shot glasses. They had Detroit Red Wings training camp. They had quarter zips. They had T-shirts. That's cool. They had uh, programs for five bucks. Uh, they were selling Sharpies, so you could get stuff yeah, signed. Yeah. Um, they had old jerseys, game-worn jerseys. Oh. So, like, Jasper Weatherby was up there. Oh. Um, so, training camp-worn jerseys, probably. Yeah, Sabrango was up there. I saw oh. a couple Sabrango ones. Um, I, I can't remember how else, who else was up there, but there was a few. And then they had some, like, uh, pictures of, like, Henrik Zetterberg that were for sale, things like that. Um but yeah, then we got sat. We were right on the ice. We sat next to a Griffin season ticket holder. She was super funny. She was telling me like how much she hated Ben Simon and how much <laughs> she just like went off on. Oh boy, she was told not to show back up for the next coach speak because uh, she was uh, he was a little too sensitive towards her comments. So that was that was she had me rolling. She was funny. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that was. Who else was there? I'm trying to think of who else we saw while we were there. But, um, yeah, so that was that. And then we had the game. And, I mean, you want to get right into the game? Let's get into the game. Let's get into the game. So, typically they do two 15, or what is it, two? You said two 30-minute? Two 30-minute That's halves. what you said last time is what it was going to be. And then you said that on this podcast and the loan went, ha-ha, psych. Yep. Uh, we're going to completely change the format of it. So, first period was five on five. 20 minutes, or no, six, was it, tw- no, it was 20, I'm I sorry. I think it was 20. The next period was 16 minutes. Um, it was, yep, the whole, I'll explain. Yeah. There was a whole lot of talk on the broadcast that you could not hear there. Yeah. I could not imagine if you were just a standard Red Wings fan that didn't follow it deeply or anything like that, walked in there, <laughs> saw the it. first period, <laughs> yeah, right, saw the first period, normal 20 minutes, and then all of a sudden just chaos. Yeah. So, first 20 minutes of five on five. Standouts. Two quick goals. Two very quick goals. For the red team. Yes. Nothing for the white team. Nothing. The white team could not get anything going. The red team carried the momentum the whole time. Which I thought was weird because Dan Watson and Newsy were both on the same coaching side and they both coached the white team. That's interesting. I believe that's not a I believe they both coached the white team. I think you're... No, you're right, because I saw the picture of both of them behind the bench for that. They were on the left side, and so they coached that team, and then the red team, I don't know who coached that side. I thought they would have split it, but they didn't. Maybe they had the assistance. I was hoping the roster here had it, but it doesn't. It doesn't. I I looked at that, too. So, that was interesting. Red team dominated the first period. Yeah. I mean, red team had players like Taro Hirose, um, Tim Gettinger, who's one of the other guys we'll see here in Grand Rapids this year. He uh, is really freaking tall. Dude, he's huge. I didn't know this. Like, some of these players that we've got over the summer, are they're Elmer-sized. Yes. The 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 thing to point out for the red team is the two goalies were actually Alex Lyon and James Reimer on that team. It was The other team was Huso and Hutchinson. So. Okay, I didn't know if Reimer had played or... Where, yeah, like, so I didn't I, know I, the yeah, goalie It was really cycle. hard for you to tell from where you were at and everything like that. Um and I'm Other like, where, I saw Kosa pre like right before the game, and he had no pads on. Yeah, and only like, NHL goalies were playing this game for some reason. That was the only description they gave on the broadcast. There was nothing else said to that, and the way Daniela said it was she was guessing if that's what the whole thing was. No one really knew. It was. I'm weird. not reading into it. Yeah, I want to. I won't. Because when you guys texted me that back, I was like, I don't understand because the other two guys are playing, so I don't understand why it's just NHL goalies. <laughs> yep, not reading into it. Right. I refuse because it's not he, positive thoughts. He looked fine. He was joking. He was laughing behind the bench. Well, excuse me, you think about it, the goalies that were at training camp. Kosa didn't play. Um, Letheman didn't play. Bednar didn't play. But other standouts that played on the red team, Perron, Larkin, Berggren, um, Elmer, Lombardi, Sprong, Valeno, Debrinkit, Defense, Mata, McIsaac, Gossespierre, Sider, Wallander, uh, New Power, uh, Tadaya, and Wallman. Tadaya? Yep. He's huge, too. Yes, he is. So, that team is kind of stacked when you look at it, honestly, compared to the white team. The that's roster, a, like, the if, they did a pre, if they did a pre-draft before this, uh, I don't understand. Because white team, Robbie Fabry, Andrew Kopp, Zarnick, Luff, Raymond, Koston, Rasmussen, Danielson, Comfer, Shine, Les Perrantz, Hannes, and Casper, then Justin Hall, 
Johansson, Tuomisto, Petrie, Vero, Rafferty, Punnett, Edmondson, and the goalies of Huso and Hutchinson. So red team dominated as they should. As they should have. Um, yeah. Standouts from that first period, though. Uh, Sprong has a disgustingly nice shot. <laughs> yeah, like has. I really am a fan of this pickup from Seattle. When you peel it back, like he's gonna fit. Like they're all talking like third and fourth line. No, I'm thinking like second line. He's a second line player, possibly. Yeah, and it, 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 I kept looking. I'm like, who is that? And Riz, like Sprong. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, like I was telling you before we started recording, Sprong and Gostaspier have a swagger about them when they're on the ice that is only going to boost the confidence of the players that's around them. Yeah, and Ghost and Cider together, power play dream right there. I am here for it. But anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself. Here. <laughs> but. I mean, yeah, Sprong was a big standout. Lombardi played really well. Elmer played really well. Lombardi's board play was really good, being able to maintain the puck when he gets pressured over there, being able to put it in the right places still to not not force a turnover. Yeah. Um, Defense-wise, Mo obviously, you don't really expect too much from Mo out of this because you don't need to. Mo, yeah. Mo is Mo. Wallman played well. Wallander played well. Um, and yeah, I already said Goss here too. He played well too. He's tall as well. He, dude, they're all tall, man. It, like, I don't know. I, I just didn't. You, you hear these names, and then you, you know, that's it. You might look at the stats. You know, when we got them four or five months ago, and now it, you see him in real life. And I'm like, holy crap! Like, I just, yeah, they, they are gigantic. We mentioned one player last episode that we talked about, and his one of the things that stood out was he needs to work on his puck control a little bit. Is Marco Casper? Yeah, and I saw that more and more today where he had quite a few turnovers and you gotta remember too in these games they're not going full speed no there's they're not taking some of the shots that they could take these teams aren't because they don't want to ring one off a teammate and end up with them injured right so yeah casper's casper's gotta work on that puck control a little bit that'll be an interesting thing to watch out for in gr while he's here as i assume he'll be here you think he's gonna be here yeah (laughs) um dude Honestly, continuing to stand out and making me wonder what's going to happen this year is Cross. Why? He's playing so well right now. Yeah. He's stand, No matter what line he's on, he is a standout player. You think he'll get called up at the, towards the end of the season? 100%. Kind of thing, I could see him on that on the radar for that. We have some in, injuries in the middle of the season he, he picks up there. Yeah, and then obviously being you know a Griffin's podcast, talking about just our guys that stood out there in the first period. Um Wyatt made a couple of good plays. New Power was New Power was out there. I saw he was his name was brought up in the broadcast. Really, he was making some decent plays out there. Um, unfortunately, we'll be down a guy already in Matt Luff. Did they? And that, like, it's so, a shoulder injury for sure. Okay. Everyone thought initially when he went down it was his head. Oh, I didn't think that's what the broadcast head. looked like. When I we were we were not far from it. Uh, we were center ice. We were right on the first uh, row of benches. And he hit, it was hard. Mm-hmm. You could hear, like, it rattled. And uh, we both looked at each other and we're like, oh. And then he wasn't getting up, wasn't getting up. And I'm like, oh, gosh. And then when he walked off, I could see him holding his shoulder. All signs are pointing to separating his shoulder. Yeah, I mean, he went in fast. So yeah. I, I didn't see the initial the contact. Poor guy can't but... catch a freaking break on injury right now, man. And, like, he's one that... You don't want to not be on the roster in Grand Rapids. Like he's such a key piece to this team, and God, I, I hope the recovery is quick. Somebody was up in the press box. I didn't know if you guys could, if you guys saw or Art, something. Daniela and Ken were the only ones we could make out. There was a fourth guy there. I don't know who it was. And I thought it may have been Luff, and they just had scratched him for the rest of the game just so he could, you know. No, recover. he wasn't up there at that point. I, I don't know who was up there. I was trying to figure it out, but it could be anyone on the team. Yeah. So. Video coach. Yeah, it could be. I don't know what he looks like. That's so, not one that's shared widely. <laughs> I was I was hoping it was Matt Luff up there just kind of kicking it and was going to do an interview. At no, he'll miss some time, but... according to Lalone, after uh, his press conference after. He will miss some time. Darn. Darn. Yup. Um, second period. It was a weird one. It was weird. Uh, they did announce that. It, they did. They announced before the game that they were going to do one five-on-five period. Yep. The second one they were going to do... Five or penalty kill power play. Mm-hmm. And the third, they were going to do four on four, three on three, and then shootout. Shoot out. Yep. So we had that, but 
Then it got weird because I thought they were just going to alternate, and I thought they were going to start off at center ice, and they didn't. Nope, they did not. They started so, off in the each team had, or so the red team had the first half of the run. It was a total of sixteen minutes. They each had a minute, or each shift was a minute. Yeah, per se. each shift was a minute. So red team started with power play. So it was power play, power play line one for red team, power play line two for red team for the first half, and then penalty kill for the white one and two for the first half. So line one would take their minute power play, run through the sequence, horn goes off, switch to line two. And they just kept going that for the first half, and then they switched to white team having their power play and red team having their penalty kill. The other thing, too, to note is that they switched goalies about halfway through the periods. Yes. Both times, so everybody yep. got this. The weird thing, though, is they never switched sides. Yeah. I didn't like that because I was like, I was waiting to see the white team on our side. But yeah, that's fair. Um, My neck hurt always looking on the one side because red was so dominant. That's fair. <laughs> so standout from that period is that Either our penalty kill is incredible, <laughs> or there's concerns. Now, again, these guys aren't. I, I this, these are really vague, you know, like exaggerations of what could be coming. I thought there were going to be a lot of goals this period. I was like, let's get ready. I'm for happy this. to see there wasn't a lot. I was disappointed to see there was none. <laughs> yeah, there was um, nothing. That was the most boring period I've ever watched. Well, I can't say that. We watched a lot of Griffins last year. <laughs> Oh, you, you, you're starting to find, like, one zinger an episode yeah. about last year's Griffin's team. Yeah. Hopefully next year we won't have to say that, you know? <laughs> Just... I'm done. Um, anyways, no, I mean, power play didn't look electric. Penalty kill looked great on both ends. Penalty kill looked perfect, and they were. <laughs> but... No, they, I mean, they looked good. There was nothing nothing that's, like, alarmingly, like, oh, my God, it's incredible. I pointed at it earlier. Mo and Ghost together on power play defense is perfect. There's nothing wrong with it. Let's keep that. Um, Sprong likes to shoot. Yeah, he does. Likes to shoot the puck a lot, especially in the power play. If he's shooting from the left circle like that all the time, I'm, I'm okay with it. Yep. That was kind of Perron's spot, though, so it's very interesting to see what they'll do with Perron on the power play because you can't not put him on the power play. He's too good of a power play player. So, again, preseason is going to tell us a lot more, but just looking at this, there's definitely a battle for that spot there. Yeah. And I think what I've learned through those first two periods was that nobody's spot is set. The internal compete level is going to be super high. And they got to compete. They got to compete, as Ben Simon would love to say. <laughs> You know what's funny, though, is I keep hearing Dan Watson, and now I'll say it yeah. more. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> you cringe a little bit. And all these just cringing as he hears it, I guarantee it. Um, no, I mean, the the internal competition that's going to be happening is going to be fun. And I think that was clearly on display between Mo and Simon. Oh, the battles today that I saw. Woo! Well, I was like, what is going on in the locker room? It made me a little nervous, but... I just think they were having... I hope they are having fun with it. <laughs> yeah. But they, Mo was giving Simon, Simon the, the business, <laughs> man. But <laughs> yeah. um, it's funny, because I saw a video from day three of training camp where Larkin was roughing up Bergeron. <laughs> um, you know, on some board play, Larkin was giving him all he could on those plays. He was playing them hard, and then, you know, they both skate back towards the front of the net. Larkin gives him a good old shove with the stick across the front of the net there, too. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is different. Coming from the captain. This is different, but it's kind of one of those, here you go, kid. Let's see if you can take it. And, I mean, Bergen wasn't shaken by it or anything. He was. Right. He stayed with him, so that's a good sign. But there, the, uh, you, the you battles. Sent, the battles are there. You sent me that episode of the Red Wing Authority podcast yeah. with Art interviewing Dan Watson. Waddy likes the guys with spark. Yeah. From what I gather than that. He mentioned a couple of different players and he's like, yo, they got a little little spice to their game. Pomet, I think it was one. Pomet was one yeah. which he got released. Infinity. Yeah. The the other one when the first period, I was waiting to see, you know, the Larkin to break it Raymond lineup and what happens is they go against each other to break it and Raymond <laughs> And Debrinket skated out there, and he gave Larkin, or not Larkin, he gave uh, Raymond a little shove. Oh, yeah. And then he walked away, but they were, like, 
everybody was kind of going at it a little bit. For the first two periods, it seemed like they were all all compete. Yeah. Like, their jobs were Third period, it was like, I want to get get the heck out of here. The third period was the best period. It was, because it, it started to open up more, because there was definitely less effort on some of the players' aspects. Like, some of the guys who were, like, there fighting for that, that spot, those, those camp invitees and some of the AHL guys, obviously look at the scoring that happened in that time. Um, yeah, they, they were they were fighting hard, but the veteran guys were just like, yeah, I want to go home. I want to go home. I have practice tomorrow still in Detroit. Let's go home. No, practices. They have practice tomorrow. It's in Travers. Oh, it's in Travers? Yeah, they do oh. all morning in Travers. So. Oh, either way. Yeah. Well, because their first preseason game is Tuesday. Yeah. Pittsburgh, I believe. Yeah. So I don't it's know if it's home or away. Travers to Pittsburgh or Travers. Either way, they're tired. <laughs> I... The one thing that I was kind of mad about, though, is that I wish that I saw... I wanted to see more of the kids, honestly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would like to see more of the kids, too. I mean, okay, let's talk about the last period here. Just the... The th- four on four and three on three, right? It was exciting. So, what was you? Yeah, what did you experience there in that? Uh, I loved the Elmer goal. It was nice, and I want to replay it. I want to watch it again. And then Simon takes it back the other way. It scores. It was also nice. <laughs> so nice little breakaway goal. I was like, "What's oh. your defenseman getting a breakaway in those situations?" All right, cool. Yeah, it was just opened up. Everybody was like, "Yep." It, it was good. It was fun. It was back and forth. We we enjoyed it. I mean, I. I, I like that aspect. I like that they did that way. Yeah. The shootout, I mean, that's just a fun thing for everybody at the end. Yeah, I mean, Elmer is constantly standing out in training camp and the prospect tournament here. You can tell he wants to be a Red Wing. This compete level that he has suddenly, uh, I'm very... If he's in... Suddenly. Looking Grand Rapids, <laughs> like, there was times where you were like, this kid, he knows what he can do. He wants to be there. He doesn't want to be here. There was times. But... There was also injury. I think there was a lot of that to do with the coach. Probably. <laughs> We're going to see a whole different team this year. Yeah. But whether he ends up in Detroit or Grand Rapids, his competing leadership skills are at a whole new level compared to where they were last year. Yeah. And that's so exciting. The other person that I want to highlight is I wasn't, didn't know a whole lot about Nate Danielson. Okay. Wasn't all the way on the bandwagon. Are you on the bandwagon now? I am on the bandwagon. He's so now. good at hockey. To watch him live and watch him to actually like, I spotlighted him today. Like that was my guy to watch, and Lombardi and Casper as well. But watching Nate, he the one thing I noticed a lot is he carries the puck into the into the zone. His zone entry is very good. Yeah, uh, and it shows when he has competent players around him that. He can play really good hockey. He's fa- he is fast. He is not as small or as tiny as I thought he was. No, he he looks like he could play for the Griffins this year. I know he won't, but like, well, so this is where this gets interesting, though. Can so, he? I don't know. He's still on the r- roster. He's going to get some preseason games. It looks like they haven't released him. No, they released everybody else back to their juniors, junior teams. He was the one that did not. So that's, I mean, that's... I mean, he had an impressive camp. Like, there's no shying away from that. Yes, he played well in the prospect tournament, but his camp went fantastic. Can he go to Griffins? I don't know. We need somebody that knows this stuff. Yeah, I mean, well... Like, if he can, I 100% maybe support that happening. If he goes back to Brandon and he's playing there like that... Like, that team is... Trash. A dumpster fire. Like, yeah. can we? Can the wings pull some strings and make a trade happen? Can he come to Flint? I actually looked at the Flint schedule the other day because I was like, "How many do we play against?" This, um, oh yeah, good call. Because I want to see who who's the other guy. Oh, Andrew Gibson. Yes, that's he's with the suit, right? Yep, and they play him the first week of October and like the last week of October. And the at, first week of October, October seventh. Where do they play? In Flint, so are we going? Two. I don't, I don't know about that game. The Lumberjacks are that same day, so I'm going to that. Oh, we already bought tickets. Maybe I'm going. Maybe so I'll go. I have to look. I don't. Maybe I'll I, take an adventure over. I don't think they played Brandon at all, Flint. Mm, so I was like, maybe I look at not. Saginaw and see if they play the Sioux as well. I thought for whatever reason, I thought it was the Sioux. Yeah, I'd like but, to go to a Saginaw one, but I mean, 
I want to get back to a Flynn game this year, and I'll take a game against either one of those prospects. Yeah. But but anyways, back to Nate. I mean, if he, if he goes back to Brandon and focuses on bulking up and continuing to just hone in his game, dude, he's... He's they yeah I see why I see why the narrative was like okay we we took him at six or whatever we or pick what I don't remember what it was probably six probably <laughs> we took him there it's the Red Wings pick for last and it was like years. okay that might be a stretch but then we were so thrilled when we got Sandy and Pelica and if you flip it around it was okay cool we picked Sandy and Pelica and then at that pick if we picked Danielson it's a great pick so. I don't know why people are so down on it. I just like you. Well, Um, I just like other players that were on the board at that point in time. That was my only thing. So, and I don't know. It it made me nervous. Like, that branded team must be really bad if that's the the stats and everything. I've only heard from our friends at Winged Wheel that they are an absolute dumpster fire of a team. So I mean I I'm stoked I think he is a guy that I'm going to be keep, keep an eye on but uh, it was interesting at one point it was him out there playing center and Lombardi was on the wing <laughs> and I was like what the or Casper was on the wing one, one of the two one of them were, and I'm like this is weird all three of them played center so um, it's really hard for me to tell figure the, it out it's hard for me to tell the difference between Casper and Lombardi because they look very similar with well, I mean look at Rass <laughs> in junior he was a center and he lit it up and then he came into the organization as a center and it wasn't anything impressive and then he went to winger and it's a whole new identity yeah Newsy said he's going to play him on the wing oh thank god um, yeah no Danielson I am really high on that pick right now yeah. and I think most wings fans should be and if we get any dose of him in Grand Rapids this year, I will be thrilled. I am stoked, yeah. So. so, yeah, he was another one. I'm glad you brought that up. We need to do an ad break. Oh, my God. Oops. Yep. All right, well, we should probably do that. All right, we'll no be right back. No football bets this week. Sorry, folks. You didn't do any? No, I didn't do any. Uh, I would have slept through them. I didn't either. I, there's no service in Sunrise. Yeah, Formula One took over my life today. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-467. 469 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas City. 21 in age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All right. You know you're right. I could have bet on F1 last night. I should have. I mean, Since, you know, Red Bulls won the Constructors title already. What's the favorite? It's got to be Max. Like, do you, can you even win any money? I think you're betting minutes? on second place in the championship now at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Big F1 fans. Well, Brandon is. Nick's getting there. Uh, getting there. He's a big McLaren fan. I do like Lando. They had a great race last I night. Did, I did see that. That was, so. that was super fun, actually. I'm not a big McLaren fan, but I like Oscar. I, I just root for the people. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Lando's, cars. A, Lando's fantastic, and Piastri seems like he's also going to be a funny personality. I like, yeah. And the funny thing is, when you look at those drivers, they're all best friends. Him, him, Max, Lando, they're they're all great friends. Well, they're always hosting each other on the podcast, so. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Anyways, so takeaways going into preseason. So they made some cuts today. Still carrying that goalie. Hutchinson, right? Yes, they are. Which, which he is... played really well that second period. There was a save sequence that I was like, holy crap, he kept that out of the, the, the yeah, net. Currently, like, we have 57 players on the training camp roster, 34 forwards, 16 defensemen, 7 goaltenders. So you're going to start seeing more releases happen. Then you'll see Grand Rapids signings or Grand Rapids assignments happen. Um, this will all start to shake out over the next two weeks here, obviously. 
Yeah, Hutchinson. God, it's such an interesting pickup to me. Yeah. Um, because I don't listen to a lot of other team podcasts, but I do listen to Steve Dangles a lot, and he's a he's a Toronto guy. And Steve Dangle or Hutchinson? Steve Dangle. Okay. And he played in Toronto for a little bit there. And there. Like, again, when he has these games where he's on, he's an incredible goaltender. But those games don't last long usually. And that's what I'm concerned about, at least at the NHL level. His AHL stats, I'd be really interested in seeing. Speaking of Toronto, Justin Hole was out there. And did you, like, did you see anything, like, catch your eye, anything? Because the shootout, he just kind of was like, bleh. And well, I'm like, well, oh, what was your boy. takeaway of Justin Hall out on the ice there? I'm curious to hear before I say a word. He's super tall. <laughs> he's, I, you do notice when they're tall. Yeah, he, he's tall. Um, but yeah, I just didn't feel like it was there. So I, I don't know. I, I like even the crowd was kind of like disappointed with his play. <sighs> so he's going to be the seventh guy out, isn't he? I God, I hope so. Yeah. Um, I was concerned when we signed him. Toronto fans echoed that same concern, but there was also an aspect of he hated being there, ready to get out of there. Let's see what this is like. He's not good. Like I don't, you you know me. I usually don't just say that based off a small sampling. He's not good. That is that is a genuine concern. If I, Petrie Petrie is going to be better off on the, on the top six than he yeah. Will. I mean, I would assume he's going to be paired with Schrott, Petrie. Nope. Really. That's the pairing that was in Montreal. That's why I thought they'd stick them together again. No. It was a bad pairing in Montreal. Yeah, it was, but I just... <laughs> so shut it. We're not doing that. Um, You know, like the clown like music that they put behind? like the Oh, God. <laughs> that Ted Lasso episode where they put it on Fast Forward and they put the highlights of the game because they, they were so bad. Remember that one? Yeah. That's the... That's the... Patriot <laughs> Chirac. Oh, oh my God. Montreal. <laughs> so when I say my, Michael Hutchinson, back to him. When I said earlier he's a journeyman goalie, um, came into the AHL in 2010-11 in the, with Providence Bruins and then ended up in the ECHL, then ended up back with Providence and the ECHL again that season. Went through the Winnipeg organization for a little while and then ended up in the Toronto organization for a while. So last season he played, or he was signed to Vegas, didn't play a game there. In Columbus, he played 16 NHL games with a 4.29 goals against and a .877 save percentage. Played with the Henderson Silver Knights of the Vegas' AHL team last year. Seven games played, 2.74 goals against .897 save percentage. So the AHL does a little bit better. Uh, so... If I bring it to a larger sample size, right? Like, let's go back to, let's not go back too far here. When's the season he played the most? I mean, he hasn't played a full season with most teams. Uh, like, in 2021, he played eight games in the NHL, two games in the AHL. 22, he played two games in the NHL, 28 in the AHL. So that's the biggest sample size we have of AHL play recently. 28 games played, 3.23 save, or goals against with a .899 save percentage. Not great. Not great. I don't think he sticks around. Yeah, probably not. Um, I mean, he's probably on, if we're going through goalies like crazy like last year, I mean, he's not. <laughs> the whole, Horkoff today on the broadcast, because he was interviewed midway through. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I couldn't hear he, it. But... <laughs> right. He made it very clear that they don't want to have to go through that goalie disaster that they did last year. Oh, good. So, I, I'm not going to read into Hutchinson being in this team for very long. He's 33 years old. It's not like we're holding on to him for a long-term project. And you look at the goalies that we have to be here mentoring a younger goalie, whether it's Kosa, Bednar, whatever, Lyon or Reimer, the answer is not Hutchinson. Yeah. So, sorry, Hutchinson. Maybe we're just scouting him for Jim Nill in Dallas or for uh, for Beak out in Anaheim. You know, maybe that's our take. <laughs> I don't want to dive too much into it because yeah. I'll start getting scared to why Kosa didn't play any minutes today. Yeah, that's strange. It's concerning. It's weird. It's genuinely concerning. But again, oh, will we see him in the preseason? So here's another thing. Too. Oh boy, uh, I heard today through the security guard that there is a flu going through the locker room. Awesome. So Let's could, get it out of the way now. I guess so. He could be dealing he could with be. that, and that's why they sat him. 
It's gonna be preseason's gonna be very interesting. We're gonna have to be very dialed in. Yeah. And I never thought I'd say that about preseason hockey. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. Why do we sign up for this? Because we love it. We do love it. I'm very I, excited. I, I'm so like, I know it's not like home opener or first game of the season. I'm so ready for Tuesday now. Like I'm freaking ready. I was excited for today. Oh heck yeah! So, uh, um, but yeah, that's that's what on the goalie side of things there. Uh, Alberta Hansen was a standout today. He played well. Yeah. Yeah, I had zero complaints of what I saw in him from him on the ice today. I have one. What? He never smiled. I knew it! <laughs> like, I looked over and I'm like, why is that guy... Oh, it's Albert. It's Albert. We're yeah. at number 20 out there today. That's why he's not... That's why he's not happy. He's like super angry, super serious. Yeah, for the first part of the, like, first part of the broadcast, I was like, who is 20 on D... Oh, it's Albert. Oh, that's a nice play here and there. Yeah. No complaints there. Didn't stand out. Could, could push Simon stay. for a spot, honestly, but we'll see. I was surprised. Actually, I was surprised to see Simon uh, suited up. Me too. And I was gonna get to that next. I yeah, I was I'm so very, excited. I was surprised because I thought they said like November, December for him to come back, and then he was out there, and I saw him get hit, and then he didn't come out for a while. I'm like, did they just give him one shift to go out there or what? And then he was back out on there, so. Yep. I'm very confused at what's going on here with Simon. So that the recovery went well. He's cleared for full contact already. Um, you know, yeah. it was it was assumed that it, that clearance would come mid preseason, maybe. Um, and but I'm the broad my words. He's he might start. In Detroit, well, the broadcast right. seemed to hint, even no matter how this shakes out, is that he's going to end up starting in Grand Rapids. Oh, but he looked. He looked good. Looked great. And, I mean, again, worst case scenario for us, he starts in Grand Rapids. Oh, darn. This would be the worst. Oh, my God. Who would want that? Yeah. Ugh. No. Like, it's it was pointed out multiple times in the broadcast today, Grand Rapids is going to be a team full of high-end prospects. Horkoff even, even stated it's we're going to, at this point, maybe 12, 13 kids that are very young, which is very rare for the AHL. Um, usually, you know, you see a mix of – five to nine of them in there maybe and we're talking 12 13 14 prospects all under the age of 20 yeah i mean our defense was really young last year younger this year uh, in grand rapids no well, because you're bringing mckisic back you're bringing back albert johansson you're bringing back simon you're bringing back um simon's not old nobody was there Johansson's last year. not old i'm, oh, I'm talking yeah, about age wise last year old. was their first years right and now this is their second year in. Our defense is still very young. Yeah, well, yeah. It's still young. Yeah, I mean, the oldest one on it's Wyatt. Yeah, Wyatt. And Wyatt's back. Wyatt well, is back. And he. And now you got Tuomisto, who played really well, I thought. So tall. Ian Wallander, who's also very tall. He played okay today. Nothing, yeah, nothing, nothing was crazy, impressive. Nothing, but. Yeah, I mean. I, I expect him to be, both of those guys to be there in the defense. Yeah, I mean, so you know that you remember you remember the thing I was looking forward to most to seeing in this training camp, right? It's where I took a completely different direction than you. I forget where I said I was looking forward to the whole the two systems coming together. Oh yeah, I I saw a lot of the system today. Yeah, it's looking nice. It, I'm very excited, and I mean, Wadi hinted in that podcast episode that. You know, it's not going to be... Most teams are moving to the same systems between the AHL and the NHL teams, and obviously Lalone's giving him full reign on his team, and he's not trying to you know tell him what to do, but he anticipates it being very similar with a few twists here and there. Which, if you haven't yet, we would highly recommend listening to that episode of the Red Wing Authority. Yeah, even if you don't like Art. <laughs> Art's just an odd guy, man. He, I'm sorry. He is. I'm probably... Like, on the Art. broadcast today, like, it was rough. You can just always tell, like, Danielle and Ken are like, shut up and let's move on. Yeah. Like, that's the thing is he talk he talks a lot. Even He even mentions it in that episode where he's talking. And he's like, I'm, it's like I'm interviewing myself here at this point, you know. He gets into that. But I could listen to Dan Watson talk about hockey all day. Yeah. The, the episode was really good. I mean, I, did you pull anything else out of that? I haven't, uh, I haven't finished here. it. Oh, really? I was doing it through my at work the other day, and I haven't gotten to finish it yet. It's on my list for tomorrow in the morning. I mean, the things that I pulled, spoiler alert, a lot of it was the 
the prospect camp was the showcase. It, they didn't care about goals. They didn't care about score lines, things like that. So it was just to showcase the individuals that have already been. Elmer played really well, third time. Interested to see him on the penalty kill. Yeah, it was Be- different. Because of his size, they're like, this makes too much sense. Why are we not putting him on the... What did I think of that last year? Uh, Anyways. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's working on the mental side of his game. Off-ice maturity is the yeah. other thing he's battling, or working on. So, yeah. One thing that Dana Watson said in that episode that just got me, like, ready to run through a freaking wall. Like, I understand why this dude's a player's coach, right? He, everyone knows he's a player's coach. He's not out there to impress management or anything like that. He wants his players to be happy, and he wants the team to be successful, but doing it the right way. And when he said, I want these kids to be proud to throw on a Red Wings jersey again, I was like, Draw, let's go! Like, because even he admitted, he's like, that pride's been lost over the past couple of years, whether it's a Grand Rapids jersey or a Red Wings jersey. You know, the, the pride of wearing that jersey as a player is not where it used to be. And we need to get that back. And the fact that that's like a focus of his, just at the GR level, let's go. Yeah, and I, I think that helps too with Steve, like adding more players. You're going to have these kids are going to get that chance to develop. Yep. And when they are ready... They will make the team. It's not throw them out there, see if they can get it. These guys are going to be ready when they get there. Yeah, like it's hard to understate for the Griffins fans that listen to this. We are in much better hands right now than the past few years. Dan Watson is going to do really good things for this team. Is it going to be a 100% success right off the rip? No. And he even admitted that. There's going to be growing pains for himself, for the team, for everyone. But are these players going to look a heck of a lot happier when they're on the ice? Dude, Albert might smile. <laughs> he might. He might do it. But no, the, 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 the pride of playing for this city, for this team, for this organization is going to come back. And that right there should get everyone excited. I'm excited. I, I already see a difference in the way that they play, the system that they play. Would you say the compete level is higher? The compete is there. It's actually there. So the one thing that too that I do want to touch on before yes. I forget. So not only have we lost Matt Left for a little bit, but Carter Mazer did make the rounds yesterday. I think it was yesterday they said. Okay. Through the autograph line in a brace. It's going to be a minute. Yeah. We're talking a couple months. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, Sean mentioned that in his oh, he did. podcast. He did. He meant he didn't mean, mention how long the time frame would be, but it was just, you know, he didn't like seeing someone like Carter go down because he knows the potential and what Carter's going to bring to this organization. But yeah, it's going to suck. Yeah. He's they said he was in a good mood though and he went through, he did sign like all the way to the end of the line like sign, so um, the kid knows what he's bringing to this team. Yeah. He knows he's a key piece of this future. Just be patient, yeah. especially with the recovery. Let's not rush this. Let's let's make sure he's recovered, he's well. We're not rushing him back in the lineup and causing long-term damage. That's going to create more injuries in the future. Like, let's be smart here. We're not chasing a Stanley Cup this year. Sorry, 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 Whoa. everybody. We're not. Or a Calder Cup? We could chase one of those. We could chase one of those with or without Carter Mazer. I fully believe that with what this team is bringing to the table. Yeah. That's the thing. Like last year we had so many injuries on the top end for Grand Rapids and Detroit where the depth wasn't there. The depth is there now. We had a lot of Toledo guys all year. Right. Like I'm not like Luff being hurt sucks. And we didn't miss months last year. That would, that that's changing the game from being a win or a loss. Just losing that one guy. Yeah. Now it's not. I can bring up Kirill. He's still in the organization. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah? Yeah. Who else played really well today? Let's let's talk about the Griffins that played well. We talked a lot of Red Wings today. Zarnik played great. Very noticeable to me on the broadcast. Maybe not in person. He's a lot shorter than most of the guys on the ice. Yeah. Um, It was hard to see out there. But on the power play side, playing very well. And that's the thing with these these Griffins guys that were talked about. Lesby was talked about. Uh, Zarnik was talked about. Luff. You know, these are guys that can be called up at a moment's notice and they don't miss a beat when they get to Detroit. And they don't have that learning curve where they got to learn a different system. 
Even when they had a different system last year, they still didn't miss a beat. Lesby never got that call up, but Zarnik and Luff did, and look how well they played in Detroit. So guys like that were playing extremely well. You know who was invisible, though? Who? McIsaac. Yeah. Nothing really stand out there, unfortunately. He got into it with, I think, he got into it with somebody at one point. I saw that. That was the first period, I think it was. Yeah. But that was about it. Yeah, I I very much see, like, the first half of the season being, like, the show us what you got, and the second half, if he doesn't show it, being the, hey, you're the seventh man out tonight. Sorry, man. Interesting. It was acknowledged that he's at the he's at, he's getting towards the end of that show us what you got. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people behind him ready to, to come exactly. in, like Gibson that we just drafted. Like, like if you're Dan Watson on a single night, are you going to sit William Wallander or are you going to sit Jared McIsaac? Oh, Jared McIsaac. Exactly. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I hate it. But at the same time, he knows that this is his year. The potential is there. And I'm very excited to see what he can do with it. I hope he can do something with it. We don't want to ever see a prospect flop. No. And if Jared can pull something out, is he going to be a full-time NHLer? No, but is that depth piece going to be there where he can be called up and slotted in at a moment's notice and not miss a beat? The potential's there. I think he's the lash off. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I like Jared. His attitude's good. He plays good hockey. Towards the end of last season, he was playing great hockey, remember? Yeah. I like him. Another standout today for me, though, outside of him was uh, Vero. I was going to ask. Vero played well. He still seems like he kind of picked up where he left off at the end of the season where he had that dog, you know? Yeah. I just. He was gritty. I just noticed there was a lot of, like, watching the game today, I just noticed there was a lot of Debrinkit. There was a lot of Larkin. There was a lot of Mo. Like, a lot of Raymond. There was a lot of Raymond. And I'm like, I just want to. I thought this was them battling for positions. Like, these guys are already going to make the team. You know? Like, I wanted to see more Marco. I wanted to see I more. I think they were Nate. playing at their level, though, to see if these kids below them would step up. Some did, some didn't. Did they not play the first line versus the first line? No. Oh, okay. There's a couple I, times they did. I wasn't able to keep track of it too much, but... Right, there's a lot going I, on. I was explaining to <laughs> a lot of the game, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, what was I just going to say? The shootout. Hiroshi's goal was sick. Did that one sneak by? I think he roofed it backhand. Oh, I have to go back through another another here. another player though that's obviously being Grand Rapids another one that was talked about as can slot in in Detroit when needed yeah he did a lot of that in the last few years yeah we have a really good young core but also like that depth that for, that, the veterans uh, the veteran depth in Grand Rapids that will be able to pull the Detroit is not going to leave Grand Rapids struggling this yeah, year yeah that's a good that's point. the biggest key I think that most fans missed last year. When you're just when you're really a hardcore Griffins fan and you're not paying too much attention to what's happening in Detroit, that stuff will fly over your head. But seeing the depth that we have that can be pulled, as long as they stay healthy while they're here, we're fine. So that's 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 a that's a good feeling going into the season. Yeah. But what else do you want to end on anything else here, sir, before you fall asleep <laughs> mid episode? I've already kept you up till ten thirty after you've been up since I'm guessing like six. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got nothing else. I Nick needs a nap. I need a nap. I did not stay long for autographs. I guess from my understanding is Mo, Razor, and Dylan only sign stuff for kids because they don't want the resellers selling their stuff, which I completely understand. I completely agree. But next uh, year, Nick is offering any fan who wants to send their kid to training camp, Nick will take them. Yeah, I might have I'm to just, take my I'm nephew. just kidding. I might, I might take my nephew and see how I can figure out how to pull those strings. So again, we're not resellers; we just like the stuff. Maria was like, "We'll just we'll bribe him with ice cream." I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, he'll, I mean, he'll do it." So, uh, oh, she, like, she was in on it. So, I mean, it was fun. But um, hey, I understand it. More and more athletes and celebrities are getting to that point these days, where they just don't sign crap because resellers ruin everything for everybody. Yeah, I mean, there was one guy that had a whole, like, trunk full of stuff. Like, bobbleheads, cards. I bet you find he has an eBay store, guaranteed. He was giving them... Uh, Jerry was telling me that they were. he was giving them to the kids who didn't have anything to sign. So, like, 
so they were able to get something signed that it was a card or just, you know something so i was like that's okay that's cool so that is cool i'll give them that but but yeah i, I didn't really have anything else to end on i don't would you do anything. training camp again next year oh yeah i would do for three days though i would do like thursday friday saturday uh and do more of the events yeah I, it, it was cool to go up there the first time uh definitely would do it again just because how much i do love traverse city but that's fair um but nothing else i got nothing else i'm i'm excited we got tuesday preseason tuesday preseason it's coming so we'll go from there that's tomorrow when this episode goes up because it's like going up monday so the preseason game is the next day oh that's gonna be weird for recording why what are we gonna record tuesday wednesday okay on tuesday's game yeah okay i thought that's That's fair we'll figure our lights out eventually folks i don't know i just show up (laughs) i just show up to your house yeah yeah, uh, yeah, I'm excited. It looks good. System looks good. Players look good. A lot of excitement. A lot of Anticipation's excitement. building. And we're getting closer to kickoff. <laughs> That's That sport's already kicked off, buddy. We're getting closer to puck drop. Yeah, there we go. All right, folks. Well, I'm going to let Nick get some sleep here because clearly he needs it. So thank you for listening this week. Shout out to Hockey Podcast Network for always being an amazing host and our sponsor, DraftKings. I have nothing else to add this week. Everybody enjoy your week, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Love you. Bye. Go to bed. Don't get abducted by aliens. Go go to bed. Or Bigfoot. Go to bed. We are in Bigfoot County. Thank you for tuning in to the Hockey Town West podcast. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at HockeytownWPod and your host, Nick at GR Hockey Guy and Brandon at Brandon GR Hockey.